Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Behind the Wheel Podcast. My name is Dan, as always, and tonight I am joined by Chris Senior. How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. I'm very well. I've, uh, I've been parked up since half past one. Gushed there. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. But I, I, the thing is, I started at half Yeah, three, well, so. fair play to that, then. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've had an early right, night myself so, today, so I can't grumble at all. Yeah, judging by the video, you look like you're in bed at home, so that's definitely not the truck. No, truck, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very safely ensconced at home. Uh, the load I was supposed to be taking got cancelled, so he just said, oh, you may as well go home. Fair enough. I'll have, I'll have a night at home. You're not going to No, 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 no. No. Prefer to keep in my own bed if I can. Yeah, that's fair enough. Right, so let's get into it. So, how did you get into the industry? Uh, through my Let's dad. Uh, my dad was a my dad was a driver for a number of years. He eventually went into the office to be a transport manager, and it was something I always wanted to do. I came to it a bit later. I got an opportunity with a, a firm I was working with. They offered to pay half towards my class two. Did my class did my class two with them? Worked with them as a relief driver. Uh, that company sadly restructured and I was made redundant from that and uh, ended up going on to Tom Morehouse, which is where I work now. And I've been there on and off for best part of 12, 13 years. But yeah, you've been there yeah. a while then. Uh, I have had a couple of dalliances to do other things, just, just to try, you know. But like anything, you get promised the world and... It doesn't always deliver, and so you go back to what you know, don't you? So, but they're they're a good they're they're a good firm. I can't I can't grumble with them. They yeah. Uh... You always find that when you when you do try something else, that you you always end up finding you know where your bread's butter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the the grass isn't necessarily always greener on the other side, as they say. So I mean, but it, I mean so. Some might say it's, it's an easy thing to go back to a company, but if you know them and you're comfortable with them, I think it makes it easier to work. You know, you know the job, you know the people you're working with, you know exactly what you're going to get, and it's very, very straightforward. So you've no messing about. I mean, we have, me with my bosses, I have a very straight relationship. If I do, if I do what wrong, they tell me. Uh, you know, if I feel there's something wrong, I'll go and discuss it with them, and it's it's a very it's a very good working relationship. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, I I found that out. I mean, I've been with these minus. I, I left for a month, but I've been with them for ten years, and I tried. I just said he wanted me to stay originally, and I was like, look, I said there's just little things that are annoying me and things like that. I like, I've just got to try something different. I, like, I didn't burn my bridges, I didn't do any of that. And then, like you just said, Dan, you were promised the world. It just fell fucking. I was yeah. miserable. I was coming home miserable. Yeah. Even my my missus will tell you. My missus will tell you that I was sat at the breakfast bar one night having my tea at about seven o'clock, and I'm thinking I am fucking miserable mm. sat here. Like what is yeah. going on? And she said, "Why don't you just look for somewhere else?" And eventually, one of the drivers that still works here said to me, "Why don't you just ring him? Just ring him and come back." Like you, you've got nothing to lose, 
and fair play to him. He, he took me back, yeah. and I've been here back a year now, and it's like I never left. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, they, they do say familiarity breeds contempt, but I, I find a lot of solace in it. You know, having that routine, mm. knowing what you're doing, the places you're going, I, th- I think it brings a lot of comfort, and I think it it helps you driving a lot more as well. You're a lot more relaxed, you're a lot more comfortable, and um, yeah, you know, you've 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 no messing about because you know where you are, what you're doing, and the best part about it is because I know the job, they leave me alone. They don't have mm-hmm. you know they don't have to ring me. They know I'll get on with it. Here's your work. Crack on. When you're done, give us a bell. That's it. it it's it's a simple and it's a very easy and nice working relationship that I have with them. To be fair, I think that's what you that's what you oh, want yeah. isn't it? with a with a boss and a firm. You, you you really want that. I mean, my it's sort of similar here. Like today, I got my text Saturday for for Monday's work. I don't have to ring him. Ring me when you've done both your jobs, and then we'll decide what yeah. we're doing with you. Okay, cool. There's nothing. There's nothing ready till the morning. He's like, you're gonna have to come back. All right, fine, not mm-hmm. a problem. Like, it doesn't. That's it, yeah. Me. So, I mean, I'm not asked whether whether I go down road or or what. You know, I mean, I'd like a little bit of notice, but you know, you get as much as you get, don't you? See, so you you just to kind of deal with it. And I mean, yeah. when you're getting that phone call, you're thinking you're just heading back, and then they ring you and say, "Oh, can you just go and do this?" And then nip down road with, it. oh, for fuck's sake, you know that that. That's a little bit annoying, but again, it is what it is, and, and we deal with it, and we, you get on with it, don't you? It's just, it's just that it's the industry and it's the situation, so it's kind of uh, shrug your shoulders and, and and crack on. See, it was like that with the place that I went to. You never knew what nights out you were doing. It was just if you got back in the yard at mm. two o'clock, you're thinking, "Oh, great, I'm going home." It's like, "Nah, you you fucking down the road." It's like, well, I've got my bedding, but I've got no food, no nothing. It's like, you can't. I, I can't live like that. I need. I sound like a baby, but I, I need. Yeah. Structure no, I know exactly what you're saying. Know what I'm doing. Know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, you need. Do you know what I mean? You need. You need that idea because I don't know if you're like me, but like, I like to look at my work and I like to plan. I like. I have that that mm-hmm. idea in my yeah. head, and obviously, if you hit traffic and stuff like that, that plan's going to change. But if you have a basic idea in your head. Right, I can get down there. I can stop there and have my break before I go in, or what, whatever. Once I've done that, I can pull out. I can get mm-hmm. loaded, then I can have my break. Go grab a shower. I'll I'll stop here, get a shower, maybe get some supplies if I need them, and then I can carry on to a point where I want to reach. And that that's how I like to work. And we all know that you know nothing's ever straightforward in knowledge, is it? It's nothing. It's never it's never cut and dried no. at all. But and things can change just like you know, a click of a finger. But you know, if you have that, I think if you have that plan in your head, you know, them little things you can you can just you can alter them and and you can you know you can pretty quickly wrap your head around it. But um, yeah, I, I I like to plan. I like to have that idea, you know, an idea set in stone where I'm going to be, where I'm going to park up, and then obviously just adapt you know, to anything that changes. Yeah, I mean, I only do Monday and Tuesday night out now because I have commitments on a Wednesday, but that I, my week's mm. set now, so I know, not work-wise, but I'm set. I know that once I'm in the wagon on a Monday, I'm not going on yeah. a Wednesday afternoon. 
and then it's day work Thursday, Friday. But I, I understand that because I've chose to do that. But I like the structure in, in that. Whereas at the last place, I wasn't getting mm. that. And that's what was really dragging me down because you do a short one Monday and then Tuesday you come in with just, I don't know, you fucking rucksack and you've got food in it for the day. And then he'd be like, oh, you're nighting out tonight. It's like, you could have fucking told me. You obviously mm. know that I'm going to be down the road Tuesday night because you planned the work. So why not? Or, or even if it, even if it were just advance. a bit of an heads up, oh, I might need to send you down road tomorrow. So then at least you, you've got yeah. an idea. Oh, yeah. I'll bring some grub with me. I'll bring a bit extra and this, that and other. But yeah, it, yeah. that that is an annoying side of the industry with, with a lot of companies. Yeah, but it's just it's not like that because, like I said, I only do Monday and Tuesday night out. So I know them two are my nights out. So I bring my food with me for them two nights out and my days, and then I just bring shit from home. Then, but I just I, I don't like disorganized mm. chaos. If that yeah. makes sense, I just I'd rather be I'd rather be planned. Yeah. Oh, ab- absolutely. But I think one thing you do have to always bear in mind is you have to you have to be adaptable because. Oh, any any oh, yeah. given moment, you, it's not just you getting shot on; it's your company getting shot on because there's a customer ringing up at four o'clock saying, "I want this gone and I want it there and everywhere." What do you do? Office knows they're going to have to shit. They, they know they're going to have to shit on a driver at some point, <laughs> whether it's you or whether it's one of other lads. So it's just you know, kind of yeah, you're pissed off about it, but you take it and you and you get on with it. So. If if it happens like that, the our office normally apologise and they'll say, "We'll sort you out later on in a week." So if, if it happens like that, they, they compensate you for the fuck yeah. Up. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, my my manager, um, as, as you know, at times she, as lackadaisical as she can be, whenever that does happen, she is very apologetic straight away, and she just says, "Look, you know, mm. this is the situation I'm in. Blah blah. I'm sorry to have to do this, but can you?" All right, yeah, fine, no problem. And it it it, it, it is it is a little bit annoying. I'll not pretend it isn't. But what else are you gonna do? It's, it's your job, it's, end, isn't it? It's just nature yeah. of the industry. Yeah, isn't it? and it, yeah. and it don't matter what company you go to. It's it's the same across the board. No. You know, you you can go wherever you want and say yeah. this, this, that, and the other. But you know, when them times come, it's exactly the same for everybody. And nobody's any different in that respect. No, the amount of people that you talk to, especially like over Instagram, because obviously we've all started talking through Instagram and and that's part of the reason why I started this podcast because everybody goes through the Mm. same shit. Like everybody has to deal with this on a daily basis, but everybody has different takes. Everybody has different takes on it. Like I could come work for you and I'd I'd probably hate it, but it'd be the same if you come and work too. You just... Yeah, it's just whatever suits you, isn't it? That that's the way I look at it. It's what suits you. To, I mean, a guy a guy said to me, he says, oh, he says it's all the same shit. You're just in a different uniform." <laughs> so that, yeah, that is what it is, isn't it? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, we had a driver who used to say it's same shit, just a yeah. different truck. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Very much so. It's just, mm. it's just, it's just yeah. the job. It, you're never gonna get pl- you're never ever gonna get plain sailing in an industry. I don't give a fuck mm. who you work for. Nobody ever gets no. plain sailing because something will happen oh, yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. 
it doesn't matter whether it's traffic, whether it's yeah. a puncture, a breakdown, you know, an office cock up, a driver cock up. Because let let's face it, uh, you know, apart apart from a, a certain few of the the trucking community, you know, we're all fallible and we all make mistakes, don't we? So it's you know, and and you end up and you do pay the price for them at the end of the day. I think I think if you don't have a fuck up in this industry, I, I don't mm. think you can class yourself as a driver yet. Because yeah, I always remember when when I first started, somebody said to me, "It's never a case of if; it's a case of when." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, hundred mm. percent. And I think I think until you've until you've had that fuck up, I don't think you can have earned your stripes. Basically, I think you need to have that fuck up to sort of earn. And your strikes because it's it sort of gets it out mm-hmm. of the way if that makes sense when yeah. you have that fuck up. I mean, it's embarrassing, doesn't it? And it, it it knocks your pride. But I think it for for going forward in your career, I think it really does help. And that might sound a little bit backwards, but you have to have that cock up. You have to have that little bit of a bump or a scrape or or whatever. And it but it some it. Some changes somewhat up here, you know. It changes somewhat in in your grey matter. You think, well, oh, well. Last time I came, I did that. I better not do that again. And it, and it, yeah. you know, it's that knock on effect. You learn them little mistakes that you learn from, just make you improve. It's a, it's a weird kind of job yeah. in that respect, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of the only industries that. You sort of get laughed at for a fuck up, but it also earns you credibility yeah. at the same time. But I think that most of the time, the guys that I mean? laugh at you, they're laughing because they've done it, and it's happened to them. So then Shit. they can laugh about it. So like now, you know, I see stuff that, and, and I just think I, I laugh, I laugh at it, and then I go, "Well, I fucking did that. <laughs> I I copped that reversal." You know, there's a. Excuse me. There's a driver here at the moment. I won't name names. He probably won't even listen to be fair, because most of the people don't even know him on Instagram. Fair so enough. Um, and he's sort of the is sort of the joke of the company at the minute because in the last how many months? In the last three months, four months, he's blown three trucks up. Sorry. Yeah, I do, I, yeah. Sorry, I just had a, a, one of my children coming. So, hey, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So he's sort of the joke of the company, Nick, because he's only a day man, but he's been. We have a couple of Euro fives that have done well over one point hmm. five million clicks. That's a lot of mileage for a truck. Jesus, it's a hell lot of a lot. Mileage, and they've just one of them was mine thirteen years ago. Um, when I first started, I got it brand new, and that one, that one stuck. There was three of them, three sister ones, um, and mine's still going. Yeah. But the other two have gone bang, and everyone keeps taking the mick out of him. I won't swear because I know you've got kids in the room, but everyone keeps taking the mick out of him because he's blown a couple of trucks up. But that's just—it's mm. funny to us because it can happen to me. You only have to go back on my Instagram and see that. Okay, now I've had nothing but problems with this, yeah. truck, this truck. To be such wood, he's actually running all right, but it's just funny. I mean, I know you were discussing in one of your previous podcasts about you know reliability and certain stuff. I mean, most of what I've ever driven has been daft. But to be fair, yeah, likewise. Uh, 
the template XF I had was absolutely bomb-proof. I think in, I had it five and a half years and it went wrong twice. Once was a uh, an electrical fault. The, a wire had burnt out from a brake sensor to the ECU. And the other one was an AdBlue dosing fault, which apparently was a common fault with them. The rest of the time, it was, abs- I had the it same was on absolutely bomb-proof. It never went wrong, never failed to start. Got a bit sluggish after five and a half years, obviously. But And then I had, I had a CF. And again, although it were down on power, until the last six months of having it, I never had any problems with it at all. Never broke down, never failed to start. Uh, and the the, it, uh, the clutch release bearing went on it. And then the ECU went on it within space of two months of each other. But three months later, we were getting rid of them. So I had, it, I had that just over five oh, years. Sure. And that, again, and I think, you know, a lot of it is, is a, I think a little bit of luck involved, but, you know, some of it where you drive it and adapt to it and, you know, DAFs won't be rushed, as you very well know. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so no. I just don't rush mine. Just, you know, and usually I'll get to about Wednesday and it'll have warmed up, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I sort of agree with you. It's like, especially where we are, I mean, you're an hour Apart from if you go out yeah. through Stockport now, which is the new bypass that comes by Manchester Airport, that's been open a couple of years, unless you go that way, every other route out of Buxton is an mm. hour to the nearest motorway. So whether it's the M1 or the A50 or the M6, yeah. it's an hour easily. And your truck, I mean, we come out 40 plus easily, if not 40, very close mm. to 44 some days. And you know for a while, oh, yeah. like, it struggles like fucking mad. I mean, they're great trucks to drive, but she just... I mean, she's only three years old, but she just struggles getting... I mean, we're underpowered yeah. anyway for where we are, but she's she's a, she's uh, a little grafter. I mean, going from a 440 to a, a 530, it's made a massive, massive difference. But I still feel for, for the hills and what... Because we're constantly fully up to weight, pulling uphill, whether we're, we're pulling the water up to the M1 or whether we're pulling the board out of Elland up, up up to the M62 up at, uh, up the Elland Bypass. You know, I still feel that we could have that little bit more grunt. And I think if the, the if the DAFs were just maybe configured a little bit better, you know, had that little bit better gearbox as well, you, you, you'd have a you'd have a good truck. But, um, you know, it is what it is. And when you don't pay the bills, you don't get a say. So you, you drive what you get given. No. You know what? That's funny because we've all our all our DAFs are four eighties, which is standard. Yeah, it for pretty a, much. For DAF, that's their base model for the. Um, and we've got four fifty Scanias. We've just had three delivered actually, and he's got six in the fleet already, and they're only four fifty. And they put if we both go both got the same weight on, they mm. pull away quicker because the torque's better and the gearbox is better. They pull away miles quicker than what we mm. do in our DAF. I don't think it's necessarily the power. I think it's how it's how it's distributed and how it runs through the the, the rev range. Because I mean, you'll know yourself from driving a DAF. All the power's up at the top end of the gearbox, so you've got yeah. you haven't got a right lot low down. So you're not 
Whereas I think with the Scania's and the uh, and probably my favourite running gear, the Volvo, uh, I think it's better evenly dis- the power's evenly better distributed through the rev range. So you're getting that smoother, constant. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You've got constant power throughout the range of the gearbox. I mean, I, I had the Volvo at the last. I had a Volvo at the last plate, but it was on a fifteen plate, and we were pulling max weight two ton, and that was max. So it's it sort of hard to gauge, but I noticed more with the Volvo that if so you come off a roundabout and you come to a dual carriageway, and say the dual carriageway, I don't know, five miles long for argument's sake, you click resume. On the cruise control yeah. in the Volvo, it doesn't skip the ge- it doesn't skip two gears. Yeah, it steadily, nicely goes through the yeah. gears constantly, constantly. Whereas the DAF will rev its absolute go, nuts go three gears in like ninth, and then jump to like twelfth, and it's like what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I'm laughing because I know exactly what you're saying. Jesus. I know exactly what you're saying, and like I say, I've driven daft yeah. most, and they've all been the same. You know, no matter how much, what age they are, that gearbox is just not good enough, and it it needs a lot. Of, I mean, I've not driven one of the new X XFs or XGs yet. Um, we are supposed to be having I one coming. Done. Well, whether that comes uh, comes about, I don't know, but we are supposed to be having one on demonstrator. Um, so I'm going to see if I can get a go in that and see if the there is an improvement, but um, yeah, I think I think you know it spoils a good truck because I think for comfort it's hard to beat the DAF. Uh, the Volvo is very good. The Scania, I found the seat very uncomfortable, and the bed, Likewise. the bed wasn't, and and I, I found it rode very rode quite harshly as well. The you know the suspension setup and. Mm. That personal opinion, I know uh, that'll be very controversial with some people because there there are a lot of Scania lovers out there. <laughs> but um, you know, for me personally, I think I'd rather have that comfort. Yeah, we well, I'm sat looking at one of them now that's due on the road on Wednesday. We've got three that are due on the road, and my mate's getting one of them, and he was like dead excited and all this. And I said, I said, you fucking wait. He went, what do you mean? I said by Wednesday afternoon when you've driven that for a day, I said the bottom of your back is fucked. And he went, No, it's not that bad. I was like, Have you sat in that seat? I said, You've had five years of a nice big chair in a daft where it's wide, it's comfortable. I said, It's like sitting on yeah. a train seat. I mean, we don't get spoiled with Oh, no, we don't, we don't so either. No. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, we, we we get everything we need. We've got we've got a fridge and a microwave in ours. Um, to be fair, it's not leather, but the the seat is heated and vented. So, but I don't I don't know whether Gaffer knows that he's paid for yeah. that. <laughs> no, well, as on it's the only thing we don't have in ours is is a microwave, and we can't understand why. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we had, we had to fight tooth and nail when we got these to the get them. Um, look, it, it's just oh well, you know, is it an absolute necessity? And I think you know, particularly because we've got a range of like, I mean, I'm I do two or three nights out a week. We have got lads that stop out all week, but yeah. we've also got a couple of day men as well. So, but I think throughout that range, I think you you know, and plus like in these times, if you can bring your food with you and save that little bit of money. It, it, you know, it's it's a great idea. 
And uh, eventually, she, you know, the gaffer did actually come round and said, yeah, I've got them all fitted. So um, managed to talk her into that one and spend a bit more money than probably wanted to, See, but I, there we I, go. I refuse to pay service prices, so I bring mm. all my food with me. And I'm not just being a cheapskate. I just... I just I don't want to be rich. Yeah, off. well, I mean, I do but Monday to Thursday, but Friday, I like I like to have Fat Friday. You see, <laughs> uh, I, do, I, don't, I don't. He doesn't. Know, I don't know if you noticed that uh, when, when we met each other in Milton Keynes, uh, I'm I'm big boned, so uh, I do like I do, I do like me grub. I never noticed. I do like me grub. So yeah, Monday to Thursday, I'll, I'll try and keep it all sensible and everything. But Friday, I, I, I'll go to town and treat myself. You know. Why not? It's end at working week. It's payday, so sod it. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, it's the large latte and a and a large sandwich. For the rest, <laughs> well, m- probably more two large sandwiches, to be honest with you, Dan. <laughs> 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 hey, I can't fault you. I cannot fucking fault you. I cannot fault you on that. Oh, Everybody yeah. loves a Greg's. That's can't why the queues are fucking. I've, I've got loyalty card at job lot. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've not had one for ages. I've really not. I've not had one for ages. I've really not. Um, we're getting sidetracked here. I need my notes. Hang on. Where's my notes? There we are. You don't want to know about Amsterdam unless you do want to know about Amsterdam. It's because I'm going to Amsterdam in a month. I've got notes right. what I'm doing and where I'm going. It's just it, it, me and the missus are going. Ah, it's our ten-year wedding anniversary. Me and the missus are going for uh, a long weekend, but it's so it's not it's like not it's not a lot to do uh, then, right? Okay. Weekend where it's going to be. It's not the itinerary I was thinking of. No, 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 it'll be... No. (laughs) No, 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 no. Them days are long gone. Them days are long gone. Um, Them days are long gone. Right. So, good and and bad things about the job. Um, Good. Start with the good. Um, I mean, I don't know if it applies to everybody, but good thing. I like the freedom it gives you. You know... Here you go, there's your work. Get out and do it. And it's just having that freedom yeah. just to just to go and yeah. be trusted to do your job. Um obviously get to see the country. Yeah, you, know, you know, I've been, I've been doing this job, I've been to places that I never ever thought I'd visit. You know? Yeah, I agree. Got no. to park up on A three oh three a few times, right next to Stonehenge. You know, that that sort of thing. I, I does it also piss you off though? Does it does it also piss you off? Sorry to interrupt you. Does it also piss you off when you go past Stonehenge and you think how many times have you been past it now? Yeah. You see the queues of people queuing just to try and get a quick pitch, and it's like I've been past yeah. this about six fucking times in the past six months. It's like I just, I, I've seen it. it's just a bunch of stones in a field. It's like I don't need mm. to keep seeing it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, I've got I've got enough photos of it to last me a lifetime, you know, because it's always a cheeky little thing, you know. <laughs> Get, get that banged on Facebook. There's going to be somebody jealous about that, so or wind somebody up with it. I don't know whichever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of all good things. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably the. Bit. Do you think? About, do you think like the flexibility? Do you think like the flexibility? I mean, if you, if for argument's sake, right? If you, I mean, I'll, I'll take me as an example. If I went up to my boss now. I can actually see as I'm sat here, he's in his office. So if I went up to my boss and say, look, I won't say his name, but look, Gaffer, I need I need an early dart Friday. I need to be done for two o'clock. 
he'd go, all right, I'll see what I can do. And nine times mm. out of ten, he does sort you out. Yeah. So are all bosses no, like that, or is it just... I, I can't speak for anybody shit. else's, but mine are very good with that sort of thing. Because I think they take the approach of, look, get him in, let him have his early finish, let him go to doctors, dentists, whatever he needs to do, let him get it done, and then it's out of way. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to go for another checkup yeah. for another six months or whatever. It's like I'm, tomorrow I'm finishing at yeah. 12 because I've got a hospital appointment. And and it's nine times out of 10, it's never questioned. You know, there's the odd time when you might hit a bit of traffic and you're getting a bit stuck. Oh, I really need that trailer loading before you finish. And yeah, fair enough. But yeah, you do get, you know, my, my gaffers are, are pretty, very, very good that way. Yeah, it's it's nice though, yeah. that, and it? it's nice. I mean, I don't know. Do you take a, an office job or a warehouse job as a as an example? If you went up to your supervisor and said, "Oh, look, I need I need to finish at 12, they'd probably go, "Fuck off!" Yeah. You're having a laugh. Like it's just they'd be like, "Oh no, well, I'll have to see what I can do." Whereas if he if he if I did finish it, I don't know, early on a Friday, and he come to me a week later and said. I'm struggling for an extra night out. I can't do this. I can't. I, would yeah. you help me out? I go, yeah. yeah. All right. No problem. Because yeah, I, it'll, I know it'll, it works it'll both come ways. back to you eventually. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I did Sunday and I don't like working weekends at all. But I needed the Friday off and he was like, you can do a Sunday. But he gave me the yeah. choice of the work. He said, you can either do this or this. I took the easier option. Was <laughs> <laughs> that the Plymouth job? <laughs> <coughs> but, no, yeah, I don't blame job, you. I'd have taken that myself. Yeah. <laughs> All driving and no work. <laughs> yeah, that might you know you can have a ready yeah. now. Nah, I'll take the Plymouth, thank you. I'll take the nice, That'll easy, do me. nice yeah. long run. All the way Absolutely. down to Plymouth. All right, this is, list is probably going to be as long as your arm, so bad things. Oh, so many. So many. Where do you start? Um... I mean, I think you've got to start with just the actual state of the roads. I mean, I don't, I don't even mean the traffic. I mean the actual condition of the roads. There's so many ruts, bumps, potholes, yeah. you know, and then you add in the roadworks, which, which is annoying because they'll dig it up to do the gas, relay it. It'll be like that for a week, and then they'll dig it up to put come and put fiber optic cables in for bloody Wi-Fi or whatever. Why not just do it all at once? <laughs> it's, it's lunacy. It's Lazy. absolute lunacy. And, you know, being as high up as we are and weighted as we are, you, it's hard to avoid some of them at times. Because otherwise, you know, you, if you were swerving to avoid all these, but you'd look like you were fucking driving pissed. Do you know what? Just on that, there's the A515 into yeah. from Buxton to Ashbourne. If anybody knows it, they'll know how bad it is. There's a section just as you get to little town a little place called Tissington Hall and you come sort of like round a dog leg and you come round this corner and I come down there at what half four this morning, quarter to five this morning, and it's just fucking bumps. I had to get into the middle of both lanes. I mean luckily mm. it was that early in the morning there was nothing on the road anyway. Because otherwise you just you're fucking just bouncing from side to side constantly. Yeah. I, I, you know that that it, it is ridiculous, and and we amount of road tax you paying and and everything else you're doing, it you know so much should be done about it. But 
trying to get something done about 100%. it is, is is another matter indeed, isn't it? But you know that that's a big frustration for me. Um, also, I mean, you know, bad the the long hours are hard, and the difficult. You know, I'm I mean I'm at home with three kids, and you know, my missus. You know, God bless God bless us all. How how she does how she keeps it all together, I don't know, because I'm barely around. Yeah, it's hard work for me. And you know, but it, but that is the job, and that's what you sign up for. Um, so you know that that's kind of the thing, and I think it plays on you a bit psychologically as well, because you know you you're leaving them for that amount of time. And as much, and then you get that foot. It's getting that phone call saying, "Oh, one of the kids is poorly, or I've had to take one of them to hospital." And you know, there in Uddersfield, like Uddersfield, where I am, you know, you're you're down Essex. What the fuck can you do about it? You know, it's it's a it's a big frustration. Do you know what? <coughs> Excuse me, my um, I've got two kids, and my lad. He was about two. So this was what a year ago. He, um, my missus was at her sister's, and he fell down the stairs and dislocated mm-hmm. his shoulder. Like she rang me panicking. Um, I was in Northampton, <laughs> like, and literally just parked up. I was like, even if I mm-hmm. wanted to, I couldn't get back right now. I was like, there's literally nothing. Yeah. I can do. And that, I suppose those. That, are the, the yeah, it, to it, it, it's an horrible state to be in. Um, you know, just that worry, and then. You know, you might get that phone call at half two in the morning. Oh, it's all right. Bandage back up. We're back home now. And it's like, oh, God, for that. Because if it were out more serious, what what, what are you doing? Yeah. What You know, you, you're stuck wherever. You know, you're legally obliged to have your time off. You know, it's not like you can just rip your card in. You can't just abandon wagging. Oh, I suppose you could if, if, if you know, if you were that lackadaisical. I suppose you could, but you can't just do that. <laughs> um. <laughs> So yeah, I think that that's a, that's that's a bad side <laughs> to job, um, but I, I think I think there's, there's there's probably too too many to, I think I think if you had hundred guests on, I said I think the list would go on and on, wouldn't it? Because I think everybody can find their own little little bad things about it, you know. Like I say, long hours, you know. If you're not with right company, you know they they're not paying very well or whatever. I mean, I, 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 we're kind of middle of the road. We're not the best and we're not the worst paid. So it's we we, we the same. I do all right. I I I earn I earn enough to pay my bills, you know, feed my family, keep a roof over my head, put a little bit away when I can, and you know I I, I live my life quite simply. So I'm not I don't I don't throw away money and and that and that sort of thing. So that's because you're a Yorkshireman, well, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only thing tighter than a Yorkshireman is a Scotsman. <laughs> You're tighter than those manks. I was going to say, you're tighter <laughs> than those manks. Jesus Christ. And I'm not even a proper mank. I'm sort of like a... I'm sort of like... Where I live in Glossop, it's sort of like borderline mm. Manchester and Derbyshire. So it's sort of like... A yeah. Between the two, really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, us Yorkshire lads yeah, like we to can call sit it here all, we can... We're not tight. We're just thrifty. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you are. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you could, you could. The one thing for me, the the big one for me is, 
services. It's conditioned yeah. drivers, having the toilets, the showers. I think all that sort of stuff is it's yeah. just terrible. It really is. It's just. I mean, I, I mean, I think, I think, fair play to Moto. Um, well, since the pandemic, they have tried to do something about it. Not saying they've succeeded in any sort of way, but they have tried to do st- something about it. They've tried to improve, like they've done limb. Um, what's the other one? They, they, they've done it, Donington Park. Park. Yeah, they've done. done they've done a few now, and and they're ongoing in tra- trying to upgrade them. Uh, so fair play to them for putting the effort in, but I think it's going to take more than some Rui Furby shower blocks to to, to oh yeah to to, to yeah. make it palatable to pay that amount to stay there. I I I won't. I will avoid unless I am absolutely desperate and I absolutely have to. I will not park in the services. I just won't do it. See, as part of our main contract, I won't say names because I don't want to get myself into trouble, but as part of our, one of our main contracts in the contract with the boss, we have to use right. it. It's a, it's, it's a given. To cover us for insurance purposes, we have to right, use I see. it. No matter which type of product we have to go on, we've got to, we've got to find secure. It doesn't have to but be necessarily one. for the services, yeah. but it has to be secure parking. So whether that's Moto, Road Chef, Welcome Break, or we have not, we've got Snap accounts now. So whether it's that, as long as you've got secure parking, yeah. if anything happens, yeah. you're covered. And I think the the boss does drill that into us. Even like the new starters, it's like you you must yeah you must go and stay in a truck stop in the services because even if you do get your curtains slashed and it's fucking they take the whole product off you yeah you're covered. So, I, I mean, At least I mean that's that's it. that's another argument. Is, it, is anywhere actually genuinely secure anymore? No. Do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you pay you're paying, uh, you know, twenty five, thirty five pound to park overnight, and they they they're branding it as secure. Is it's not really because any Tom Dick or Harry can walk in. And all right, you might have some Womble wandering around in an high-visibility coat, you know, with a torch. But, you know, at that, at that time of night, he's not <laughs> going to give a crap, is he? And, you know, if he's faced by three lads, well, <laughs> take what you want, boys. So, I mean, you know, that's another argument you could have about, you know, not just services, but you know, a lot of parking establishments. Yeah, I mean... When was it? It was a couple of months back. I was, uh, um, I was getting mixed up. I think it's Trowel on M1, mm-hmm. just past. Oh, it's Tim Shelf. Is that the one? I was at Tim Shelf. I can't. Tim Shelf. I always get Trowel and Tim Tim Shelf mixed up. Um, I was there. I, I pulled in and I was leaving early in the morning. Took an overpaid me parking. Had a shower. Got up at like four in the morning, half four. Kettle on. Get out. Do me walk around like I always do. Noticed mm. a little cut in the back of the curtain. I was like, what the fuck was that? Stuck my head in, and it was about the size of my head. Um, and they'd stole t- two bottles off me. That's it. Hardly seems worth it, really, does it? Two bottles of water. That's all they had. I mean, I know service prices are a bit steep, but I think that's a bit there. ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, just to nick two bottles of water. 
Yeah, two 1.5-litre bottles of water. That's what they wow. took off me. That's all they took. I got to the customer in Wellingborough, and I said, oh, uh, uh, the load's going to be short. She's like, oh, why? I said, I told her the same story. And <laughs> yeah. She fucking pissed herself off. Yeah. The woman behind the counter. She was like, she said, are you serious? She said, have you not taken them? I was like, the fuck do I need with two <laughs> bottles of water? Buy my own. But yeah, I mean, we're lucky. We 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 do a bit of water as well, and uh, we we get it for note. Anything that's mislabeled or anything, they just put it out for drivers to take. Oh, here you go, crack on. Yeah, I mean, we can't. They they offer like little small bottles that yeah. are in the in the White House, but I mean. To have all that, oh, yeah. you need like oh. ten cases. When you when you're brewing up and or, or you just want to <laughs> you want a quick quick wash or something like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You're going, yeah. For, you're going for loads of them, aren't you? So right, okay. Um we'll sit here and discuss bad things all day and I don't think nobody wants to hear us bore about it. So um everybody's got a story about this. I I think if you've been driving as long as what we have, I think you're gonna actually like this so what's the most random thing you've seen on the road um hmm. i was once right it makes me think that is it just me that sees weird shit well i i mean maybe not so much weird but maybe a little bit shocking i was once on my way down the the m74 uh, just after, what's the services there? Abingdale. Abingdale, yeah. Just Abingdale. I just pulled out of Abingdale after having a break. Anyway, I'm what I'm what I'm I'm just looking around because obviously beautiful scenery up there, and then I'm looking in the mirror and there's this car and it's literally sat on my back wheels of my unit, and it's literally just sat there, and I'm, I'm going down. I'm looking. This is for about two or three miles. Anyway, so I have a bit of a deeper look and I thought, has that woman got her boobs out? That, that woman's that woman's definitely <laughs> got her boobs out. Anyway, the car come alongside me and there's a fella driving and there's a, well, I can only describe her as a, as a large woman sat with her breasts out, her feet yeah. on the dashboards, you know, at, at 20 to 4, and the husband is, shall we say, pleasuring her whilst driving. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It, um, <laughs> yeah, so I think that's pretty random. And li- it was a little bit shocking, you know. And uh, I think I think once they knew I'd seen, they, they drove off again. So I think, uh, yeah, so <laughs> I think that's probably the most random thing I've seen. But I've got I've got yeah, I've got think, quite a funny well it's funny everybody... to me anyway. Um, I'd only been driving Arctic's about three months and we parked down at Rainham and there were three of our lads all parked parked in the same row. Um, I was the back one. I'd got I'd got there late, but I was I won't start until about half past eight. So anyway, lad lad in front of me. Um. I'd gone out and got out, had a cigarette, walking around. Anyway, lad in front of me, um, he suffered from IBS. So he, he need when he needed to go, he needed to go. Right. 
So he he, le- he leaps out of his cab. Yeah, yeah. And there's a drain in front of his wagon. So he's got one arm on his front bumper and other arms resting on back bar at trailer at lad in front of him. Anyway, he's there doing his business. Uh, first lad got up late, decided to just fire up and set off, leaving him exposed like a frigging prize on a game show, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, no! <laughs> so, he sat there. <laughs> I was just out. I, I couldn't stop laughing. I really could. It was hilarious. I mean, I felt for the guy, because, you know, obviously he's got IBS like, but. Oh, Jesus wept, yeah. Honestly, you know, like that reveal on Bullseye when doors go past and you see Speedboy. It was just like that. It was fucking peaceful, man. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fucking brilliant. That is absolutely Yeah, that's probably my fu- funny story from me time, anyway. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck. Do you know what? I'm... Oh, that's fucking proper tickle me, that is. That's brilliant. I, I've, I've had loads. I've had loads. When you were saying that you'd only been on Arctics for like three months, when I first started driving, yeah. we used to do South Wales a lot. Yeah. So you'd go down M50 and so on and so on. And I don't even go that, that. I've not been down that okay. way for a long time. <laughs> and, um. No, no, you're all right. Go on. I'm sorry. Do you want to deal with that? <laughs> um, so we were coming back up from South Wales, and when you get into Monmouth, there's a set of lights with a school on the corner, I don't know if you know it, and, like, you always check, don't you, you always look down, and you look left, and you always look down, and there's a guy in a fucking BMW, and a nice BMW, suit pants to his ankles, and he was just sat at the lights, just wanking. What, near the school? (sighs) Yeah, but I don't know if he was doing it at the school, or he was just having... I mean, I was on the inside lane, so he was just, but he was just tugging wow. away. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. t- to be fair, it's not a spectator. It's not really a spectator sport, man, it? is it? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not, no. It's not. Oh, jeez. <clears throat> but yeah, that's. I've, mm. I've got lo- I've got loads more. I've got absolutely. I could sit here for another 10, 15 minutes and tell you some of the shit that I've seen. It's just everybody always asks me, like, "Oh, have you seen? Have you seen this happen?" And you, something happens, like another wagon will pass you. I've seen guys watching porn on a laptop. I've seen them drinking cider. I think nothing surprises me anymore. I had one. It was sort of like back end of last year. Um, again, I was in South Wales, so it must be something in the water. It must be the Welsh. I don't know. Um, I was coming eastbound on the M4. I'd been to Bridgewater or Bridgend. Uh, not Brid- Bridgewater. Yeah, that way. I was coming back along the M4 eastbound, and he was heading westbound, and he was on the hard shoulder on one of those electric scooters right. that everybody's now got. <laughs> and I was like, right. I'm all for you doing that in city centres, but surely if you're going westbound on the M4, you've got a fucking death wish. Either that or your sat nav's playing up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was literally stood. It must have the guy with the kid. It was a kid. Must have been about nineteen, twenty, so in my eyes, as a kid, just literally stood riding it all the way up. I was like, it's just. It's, it's... 
Lunacy. Yeah, absolutely lunacy, innit? But you see it more and more, though, don't you? As, as, as time goes, you, you see all sorts of stu- stupid yeah. behaviour on roads, and you think, well, you know, well, first of all, who fucking spawned you? <laughs> Because I think they need, I think they need a fucking cut right <laughs> end, don't they? And then you know, you know, just, yeah, you know, just have a yeah. word with yourself. Yeah. Um. Right. What's the scariest thing that's happened to you while you've been on the road? Um. I think we've, I think we've all had near misses, haven't we? I think not so much scary, but it made it made. I saw something that made me question how I drive and, you know, how I think about doing things. Uh, I was um, I was driving on the A63 into Hull uh, and there was an accident on the opposite carriageway. Uh, there was a car uh, on the central reservation. There was a seven and a half tonner on the reservation. But just after that, I mean, it was actually turned away from me, so I couldn't see if it was occupied, but there was a child's car seat just in the middle of the carriageway. Ooh. And I just... Yeah, that's going to scare the shit out of you, isn't it? I I was dumbfounded. I actually actually stopped a bit further down the road and sort of composed myself because I couldn't see whether there was a kid in it or not, but obviously the impact to what had happened had thrown that car seat right out and I just thought I hope to God there wasn't a kid sat in it and it, it that that stick yeah, sticks you, with you me that, don't you? right to this day and I think it'll stick with me for the rest of my life seeing that oh it's it, awful harrowing isn't it awful to see out like that it you know when, when it's a kid you know if, if, if an adult yeah, especially being mm. a father yourself. Yeah, if an adult it, takes his life into his own hands, then I, I consider it kind of fair enough. If you're going to drive stupidly, you take matters into your own hands, you crash, it's your car, it's, it's yourself, fine. Not a problem. But when there's kids involved, it's it's massively, massively different. Yeah, of course it is. So, uh, last question to finish. Uh, what would you be doing if you didn't drive... <sighs> Uh, what would I be doing? I'd probably be bouncing from job to job. I think. Um, I used I I, I used to love yeah. doing groundworks. Uh, I worked before I started driving. I did groundworks. I used to love doing that. I used to travel up and down country doing it. Uh, just laying concrete, and you know, build. I used to build um concrete bases for big industrial diesel tanks to sit on, and that was great. I absolutely love that. Um, so I, pro- I think I'll probably be still be doing that. Yeah. But, you know, but I'd still be travelling as well, so, you know, I'd, I'd have that little bit of a bonus on top, so... <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. still get the freedom to travel. Right, and on that note, Chris... No, absolute pleasure. Thank you, thank you for having me, me on. Uh, it's been a no, pleasure. not a problem. It's such short notice. Not a problem at all. Uh, I've been Dan and this has been Behind the Wheel Podcast and thank you.